0: is the author of the Goosebumps books. They feature an evil dummy that comes to life, a hideous Halloween mask that won't come off of your face, a haunted camera that seems to predict the way people will die, and hundreds of other spine-chilling plots. But for all that scariness, R.L. Stein says, we have him all wrong. First of all, he says we should call him Bob, Not RL, and second of all,
1: I don't really want to terrify kids.
0: The RL Stein doesn't want to scare kids? Hmm, I'll believe that when I see it. Well, lucky for us, RL, I mean, Bob, told us why he doesn't think he's so scary after all. Explore everything spooky and not so spooky today on Explore Club. Well, I heard that you have a bit of a scary story to get us in the mood. Can we hear it?
1: I will be delighted. I'm going to read you a very short story, and it's called Joe is Not a Monster. (laughs) Joe is not a monster. Believe me, I know Joe better than anybody. Joe is a sweet guy. He is a pussycat. He wouldn't hurt a flea. How did the nasty rumors get started? I really don't know. Someone at Joe's school must have started them. Someone at Joe's school whispered to someone else that Joe was a monster. And the rumor spread. Now the whole school is against Joe. Kids are frightened by him. Kids laugh and point at him behind his back. The braver kids shout, hey, monster, when Joe walks past. Someone wrote Monster on Joe's locker. Because of the ugly rumors, no one will hang out with Joe. Joe eats by himself in a corner of the lunchroom. No one will choose him for after-school soccer games. He has to stand and watch the games alone on the side of the field. No one will dance with him at the school dances. No one even talks to him in the halls. Yesterday, a big kid from the upper school punched Joe really hard in the chest and said, Go away from here, monster. Joe cried all the way home. Let me tell you something about Joe. He is very hurt by these rumors. Joe has feelings, just like everyone else. Joe wants to have friends. He really wants people to like him. Joe is a nice guy. He's kind and generous. He has a great sense of humor. He can be a good friend. Joe didn't ask me to speak for him, but I'm speaking out anyway. I want to set things straight once and for all. Joe is not a monster. Not a monster. How do I know so much about Joe? Well, that question is easy to answer. No one is as close to Joe as I am. No one knows Joe better than I do. Because I am Joe's second head.
0: Oh oh, oh, oh my goodness. A second head. Well, you know, I do, do hear some bullying in there, which kids do, you know, find at, at school. That is an issue that, that is really, I, really know, Kate, bad. They, Kate,
1: they always pick on the two-headed kid. No.
0: Always.
1: <laughs> terrible, terrible thing.
0: Well, you know what? We have a Charlie in Madison who just can't wait to talk with you. Charlie, are you there? Right. Yeah. So, what do you love about Goosebumps?
2: It. Uh, I like since they're like scary and fun to read.
0: Okay. Oh, right. What books are your favorite?
2: Um, I like the Horrorland ones.
0: Okay. Why do you like those?
2: I don't know. They're-
1: yeah.
0: Do you read them?
1: Because he likes the idea of a scary theme park. (laughs) The idea of going to a park and being terrified.
0: So, Charlie, I understand that you had a talent show in first and second grade and you uh, did a little bit of a a slappy uh, performance. Is that right? Yeah. How did that go?
1: (laughs) You have to watch out for slappy. He's evil. (laughs) <laughs> Not a good guy.
0: How did, how did Slappy come about anyway, R.L.?
1: I, well, I don't know. When I was a kid, I was fascinated by puppets. I had a whole bunch of marionettes. And someone gave me a ventriloquist doll, and I worked his mouth and tried to come up with a funny act. And I guess I remembered that when I was trying to come up with a, a scary idea for a book. I think I've written 14 books about a dummy.
0: That's kind of <laughs> strange. Isn't it? Where do you come up with your ideas?
1: I don't know. Kate, where do you get your ideas? <laughs> really? I have, um, you know, you never know when you're going to get an idea. One day I was walking my dog in the park, and these words flashed into my head, Say cheese and die. Why? Where did that come from? I'm just walking the dog. And there they were, say cheese and die. And I'm thinking, well, what if there's an evil camera and some kids find it and they start taking pictures with it? What would happen? And that's how that book got started. But that was just words popping into my head.
0: Yeah, words yeah. just popping into your head, and who knows yeah. where those words will go. So when words right. like that pop into your head, do you scribble them down anywhere? Do you take them well, home I try with to you?
1: Remember them.
0: So yeah. you
1: know, I, I, my books I work kind of funny for uh, different than most authors, because I always start with a title. I don't start with an idea, and people like, you know, say, "Where do you get your ideas?" But I don't try to think of ideas. I only try to think of titles, and if I have a really good title, it will take me to a story, and that's, I work kind of backwards from other authors, right?
0: Huh. That's that's and, very curious. Has it always worked that way for you?
1: Always, and sometimes if I have a good idea for a story, and I can't think of a title for it, I throw out the idea. <gasps> I have to have the title.
0: Well, that's completely backwards.
1: I know. That's... <laughs> That's, I don't know, it's worked out,
0: you know. <laughs> it's worked out <laughs> hundreds of books later. <laughs> yeah, it
1: worked out okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Frank is on the line from Lacrosse. Hi, Frank.
1: Hello. Well, my question for you, there were some, some suggestions, because of you were so polarific, that some of your stories were ghostwritten. I, well, I, I wish. that. <laughs> I wish there were some ghosts. No, I'm here writing, I'm writing all the books. I never, uh, never tried that. <laughs> that would be scary for me.
0: Ooh. I, I like well, to write might... my own books. What kind of pace do you keep, Bob? Like, how, how disciplined of a writer are you? How, often do you, how many well, hours do you write?
1: I'm kind of disciplined. I've written 350 books. <laughs> That's pretty disciplined, right? <laughs> uh, now I'm so. really on a much slower, relaxed pace. I'm only doing four Goosebumps books a year. But um, four Goosebumps a year is pretty relaxed. We used to do one a month, but mm. now I can sort of take it easy. <laughs> and I'm doing a brand-new series, a funny series, not scary, based on the Garbage Pail Kids.
0: <laughs> how does, how does funny work for you? All.
1: What? D- I've always been funny. I never wanted to be scary. I, only, I, okay, I wrote about 100 joke books for kids. And I did a funny magazine, a humor magazine for 10 years, called Bananas. I was always just funny. And it's kind of embarrassing that being scary wasn't even my idea. Someone suggested it to me.
0: When you went off to college, you really stuck with your love of humor. You were mentioning you edited your school's humor magazine, and then you went on with Bananas, uh, a funny magazine. Mm-hmm. How did you decide that you were going to turn a corner and, and, you know, write about horror?
1: See, this is an embarrassing story, because <laughs> it wasn't my idea. What actually happened was I had lunch with a friend of mine who is a publisher, and she came to lunch angry. She'd had a fight with another teen horror writer. And she sat down and she said, I'm never working with him again. I'll bet you could write a good scary horror story. Why don't you go home? She, it was her idea. Why don't you go home and write a book for teenagers called Blind Date? And I didn't know what she was talking about. What did she mean, teen horror? What was that? I didn't know. And, but of course I said, yeah, sure, no problem. <laughs> and I ran to the bookstore to get books to see what other people were doing. And I went home and I spent three months and I wrote this book, the scary book, Blind Date. And a year later it came out and it was a number one bestseller. And then a year later I wrote one called Twisted. Another number one bestseller. And I said, forget the funny stuff. I've been, I've been scary ever since. Kids like the scary stuff much better.
0: Do you think there's a connection, though, between thinking something is funny and being scared by something?
1: Yeah, I think it's very close. I think it's very close connection. You know, when you sneak up on somebody and you go, boo, the first thing they do is gasp, right? And then the second thing they do is laugh. Like, I treat all my chapter endings in these scary books as punchlines. I think they're all funny.
0: So, Bob, does your editor ever get mad at you and and stomp out? Do you ever have to do rewrites?
1: <laughs> Kate, Kate, I'm married to my editor. <laughs> no, I am for real. I'm married to my editor. And I'm, <laughs> it's a nightmare.
0: Oh, dear. How, do, sitting, how does that work?
1: right here, but <laughs> it's a nightmare. He's a very tough editor. I never get away with anything. And a long time ago, we tried writing books together, Jane and I, and we wrote um, a funny book. We were working called The Sick of Being Sick Book. And it turned out we had totally different ways of working. I shouldn't tell this story. <laughs> no way I should tell this story. And so it was a lot of yelling, right? And at one point Jane locked me in the closet and left the apartment. Oh dear. She couldn't take it anymore. She just locked me in the closet. Oh dear. That was it. Well <laughs> talk I talk about your horror story. I
0: hope Slappy wasn't in that closet.
1: <laughs> this was a long time before Slappy was born. <laughs> anyway, she did let me out eventually. We decided maybe we shouldn't write together.
0: Oh well that's a, a good story to know there, that you have some independence. <laughs> Let's bring in Jack now from Grafton. Hi there, Jack. Hi. What are your Hi. favorite what are your favorite goosebumps? Well, I really like the night in the terror tower and why I quit zombie school.
1: Oh, two of my favorites. Hey Jack, thank you. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. What do you like about them, Jack? Well, in *The Night of the Terror Tower,
2: I like how, like, there's a lot of suspense and all that. Like,
0: I
1: always thought that was one of my scariest books, because here are these mm-hmm. two kids, and they're trying to find their parents, and they go to a hotel to find them, and the guy at the hotel says, well, what are your names? And they can't remember their names. They mm-hmm. don't know their last names. I always thought that would be really terrifying. I thought it was one of the scariest moments I ever wrote in Night, *Night* of the Terror
0: Tower. What happens when you feel scary in a book? Do you keep reading or do you stop?
2: Um. Well, I kind of keep reading sometimes because I'm like, I like want to see what's going to happen, stuff.
0: So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the whole point of Goosebumps. You want to know what happens next? What happens next?
0: That's keep turning those. Even... Keep turning those pages.
1: Yeah. What happens?
0: <laughs> well, Jack, thank you so much for calling in. Bob, do you remember the plot in all these hundreds of books you write?
1: Mostly. <laughs> Mostly <laughs> I do. So, you know, Goosebumps, has been, I've been doing it for 27 years. And a lot of times kids will ask me a very specific question. And then I, you know, look like an idiot. <laughs> because I don't, I don't know what they're talking about.
0: That's once, when you, you just know, should say exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah, I know. I don't know. I, you know, but I basically remember um, most of the plots, mainly because there are only six plots. That's a joke.
0: Okay, Well, will see. No. You know, you're getting into this joke and scary business. It's a murky water. You <laughs> don't know what's in yeah, that water.
1: No, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> People just expect me to be scary. I'm not too scary. When I walk into schools kids always groan. Who's that? He's not scary at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have another kid on the line, not a ghost, oh, good, a kid. Good. Let's go to yeah. let's go to Gunner now in Madison. Hi Gunner.
2: Hi. Hey. Um, I was wondering what would a typical day for you be like?
1: Typical day? Well, I yeah. get up in the yeah, I get up in the morning, read the newspaper, walk the dog. And then I sit down at my computer about well, maybe ten o'clock, 10 o'clock, and I write two thousand words. I don't get up until I've written ten pages. I write ten pages a day. Then I get up and I'm totally brain dead. <laughs> 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 Take the dog for another long walk. That's that's basically my day.
0: Yeah, Gunnar, do you do you write? Are you working on a on a book?
2: Um, I have written a few little things in the past. Like That's I nice. wrote one um funny thing um called um Zombie Space Cowboys. It's about um
0: alien zombie cowboys.
1: <laughs> I love it. A great title.
0: That's a great title. Now now Gunnar, you just great. write from that title or maybe Bob might take that title. We don't know yet. I mean there I hope
1: not. <laughs> Gunner, how old are you?
0: Um I'm ten.
1: Ten. That's Almost just when 11. I started. That's when I started writing. That's just when I started. I found an old typewriter. I dragged it to my room. And I'm ten years old, and I'd be in all afternoon typing stories, typing stories. I was a weird kid.
0: <laughs> so what things were were flying through your head when you were ten and, and doing the the typewriter in in the attic?
1: I was uh, writing joke books, joke, funny magazines, funny little comics, funny, scary stories, even then. I just would I just loved writing. I have no idea why. And my mother, would did, she didn't understand it at all. She'd be at the door and she'd say, what's wrong with you? Go outside and play. And I'd say, it's boring out there, type, 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 type.
0: Did you share the stories with her?
1: Um, yeah, I did. Mainly what I did, I did little comic books, and I would take them into school and pass them around to the other kids. I think just, you know, to get attention. I was a very shy kid, very shy, quiet kid. And I would pass these comics around. And people always ask me, did your teachers encourage you in your writing? And I always have to say, no, the teachers begged me to stop bringing them in. (laughs) Please, Bob, please, don't bring these in anymore. They begged me to stop.
0: Did they confiscate them?
1: Um, No, they didn't do that. Okay.
0: Let's go to Marcus in Platteville. Hi, Marcus. My question is, when is Arlstein going to write a new book?
1: Well, the new one just came out, Diary of a Dummy, is the new uh, Goosebumps book. And my new graphic novel, my new comic book, Just Beyond, came out on Tuesday. It's called The Horror at Happy Landings. So the books keep coming; they just keep coming.
0: <laughs> Marcus, it's just like a like a rainstorm. What's your favorite one? <laughs> um, my favorite
2: one is the Night of the Living Dummy.
0: Excellent, Marcus. Thank you so much. Let's take another call now. John is with us. Hi, John. Can you hear us? Yes. Yeah. So, what is your favorite story? One day at Horland Hmm.
1: Oh, John, I'm glad you like that one. It's very creepy, isn't it? Yes. Would you like to go to a park like that?
0: Uh, maybe.
1: <laughs> maybe? <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd have second thoughts, too.
0: What do you think of Slappy? Um, I like him. Huh.
2: Sometimes he gets me shivering, I guess, but...
1: Yeah, I love writing him. The reason I love writing him is that he insults everybody, and I get to write great insults. He's so rude, and I love writing that.
0: Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, John, thank you so much for calling. We appreciate it. Let's bring in Garrett now, who's joining us from Glenwood City. Hi, Garrett. Hi. What's your question? Uh, Do you get the ideas from real life?
1: I No. Only one. I've only gotten one Goosebumps book from real life, and that is uh, when my son, Matt, was a little guy. He was real young, and it was Halloween time, and I was watching him. He was down on the floor in the middle of the room, and he was trying on a green rubber Frankenstein mask, and he pulled the mask down over his head. And he couldn't get it off. And I'm watching him. He's tugging, and he's tugging, and he can't get the mask off. And I thought, what a great idea for a story. I should have helped him, right? <laughs> I should have helped him. But instead, I went and said, oh, the haunted mask. And I began writing notes for what the book that became The Haunted Mask, where Carly Beth, this girl, uh, try, wants to be scary at Halloween time and she tries on a hideous, ugly, scary mask and then can't get it off. And that's the only book that it really came from something in real life.
0: Well, Garrett, I understand that you make comics of your own. How is it going?
2: Uh, good. I've come up with a few of my own superheroes. Who are they? The... Two that I'm mostly using—they're called um, TV Dude and Remote—is a sidekick.
1: <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, I
2: came up with a group of superheroes called the Colored Pencils, where they can oh. their superhero is—they yeah. can draw what they need to fight crime.
1: Oh, that's excellent. That's really clever. I like that.
0: So what did TV Dude and Remote, what kind of uh problems do they have? What do they have to solve?
2: Um in the first comic book, it was just TV Dude. He fought off these TV ads, like commercials. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> right? Of course he did. In yeah. The,
2: in the second in the second one, uh it's called TV Dude meets Remote when they when uh they become um
0: Partners, yeah, the partners in, well, and not in crime. They're fighting off giant evil robots. Wow. Do you think you're going to continue it? Yeah. Sounds good. Garrett, thank you so much for, for calling in. Bob, do you have any tips for kids who do like to make comics and joke books? What would be your advice to them?
1: Well, I, my advice is if you really enjoy doing it, just do it every day. Do a little bit every day, and you'll find you get better and better. The more you do it. If you do it every once in a while and you're not too into it, you're not really going to improve. But if you do something every day, it it helps a lot.
0: So you have to really exercise that that muscle. Yeah. Well, Sorrel from Madison says that they tell their partner's granddaughter scary stories, but they're either not scary enough or Sorrel overdoes it, and then she can't sleep at night. So how do you make your stories scary, but not too scary and cross the line?
1: Well, what I do is I, one, I, you have to know that my stories could never happen. I make sure you know they could never be real. So then I can get pretty scary, because you know it couldn't happen. And the other thing I do is I put in a lot of funny stuff. And if I think a scene is getting really intense, and maybe too scary, I throw in some funny twist.
0: Well, that's where your jokes come in a little bit.
1: No, it helps a lot. Yeah. I don't really want to terrify kids. I hate it when parents come up to me and they say, oh, your books gave my kids nightmares. I hate that. (laughs) I don't want to give them nightmares. We just want to, you know, entertain them.
0: How do you feel about cliffhangers?
1: Well, every chapter of my books ends in a cliffhanger.
0: Yeah.
1: Every single chapter. And then you have to say, Oh no, I didn't I, I have to go on to the next chapter. I have to see what happens next. And that's my little trick for keeping kids reading all the way through.
0: What do you read for relaxation?
1: I read mostly mysteries and thrillers. Um I'm in the international thriller writers and um I I know most of these people Lee Child and uh, Harlan Coben and Michael Connolly and all these uh, big thriller writers and I I've gotten to know all of them and I love their books.
0: So when you were a kid, were you sketching at all? At the same time that you were writing, did you dabble in artwork?
1: Oh, I tried. <laughs> I tried. I you know I wanted to do comic books and I bring them in and everyone would say. Your comics are awful. They're terrible. And I'd look around, and everyone could draw better than me. Everyone. I was awful. I had no talent. I guess I had to be a writer, right?
0: <laughs> when did you realize that you're going to have to let that piece of it go? Because you loved the comics. You like passing could, those I, out to well, your I friends. I started
1: when I was nine, and I had to let it go when I was ten. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh well, you know. Do you have a favorite setup for getting into the writing mood? Like, what does your desk look like?
1: No, I'm ai Well, my office is good. I have uh, a skeleton, a human-sized skeleton. I have a three-foot-long cockroach in my office. Huh. You don't see that every day, no. right?
0: No, that's pretty. And I have impressive. all
1: kinds of eyeballs, and I I have a, a slappy dummy, and I have a dummy of me, and they sit side by side. And uh, my office is a lot of fun and a lot of goosebumps games and things we've done over the years. But I'm a writing machine. I could be anywhere. I just like it. I you know, I, I, I could be anywhere and just write my 10 pages every day. It doesn't really matter to me. I had a, a friend who wrote "Teen Horror," and she had to she wrote on a haunted desk and had to have creepy music playing while she wrote. And I thought, why? What for? I don't need any of that.
0: (laughs) You're much more versatile. Let's go to Christina now, who's joining us from Glenwood. Hi, Christina. Hi there. Thank you. Well, you have such a wild and interesting imagination. I'm wondering, what kind of dog do you have?
1: (laughs) What kind of dog do I have? Yeah. <laughs> did you did you ask that?
0: We're dog people here yes, in Wisconsin. Yes. Oh, yeah. what's am I? People. I've
1: always had I've had dogs my whole life. We have a uh, King Charles.
0: King <gasps> oh, beautiful. A ruby, a
1: ruby King Charles named Minnie. Yeah,
0: yeah. Thank you. Well, Bob, what scares you these days? You know, you know what, <laughs> well, what gives you the creeps? <laughs> Everyone
1: knows what's... <laughs> don't say that.
0: Well, I'm will, gonna, will Kate, the pandemic the appear in your books?
1: No, of course not. Okay. Way too, way too real and scary. Yeah. But here's the scariest thing that ever happened to me, okay? Okay. The scariest moment of my life. Um, my son, Matt, was real little. It's like four And I take him to the automobile show in New York City at the convention center. It's thousands of people and hundreds of cars. Enormous place. And I lost him. That's the scariest moment of my Mm. life. Right? This horrible moment of panic. He's just gripped, gripped with it. And I looked around. There's no sign of Matt. No sign of him. And I think the whole thing lasted maybe 30 seconds. But it was terrifying. And then finally I spotted him over by a car, right? And I went running over to him. I said, Matt, Matt, are you okay? And he said, where were you, Dad? I was about to call the manager. (laughs) (laughs) See, he was a New York kid. I shouldn't have worried about him, right? (laughs) That was the scariest moment of my life, for real.
0: We only have a few moments left, but can you give us some encouraging words for those kids out there who tr- are trying to get a jump start on their own creative writing?
1: Here's my only advice. I mean, I, I'm terrible with advice. I'm not, and I, don't, I th- always think people who really want to write don't need any advice. They're like me. They'll be in their room typing. But uh, my only advice is to really enjoy it, to love it while you're doing it. I hate it when authors talk and they say, "Oh, writing is so hard. Writing is hard. It's terrible." And I think what's hard about it? Mm. If you want to do it, you should just love it. Just enjoy it. And if you go in with that attitude, you'll be a really you'll be a good writer. Since I was 9, I just love it. I don't know why. And I after all these books, I still look forward to getting up and sitting down and writing more pages. I still love it.
0: Oh, Bob, Thank you for joining us
1: well, Kate, I really enjoyed talking with everyone.
0: The Explorers Club is brought to you by Wisconsin Public Radio. I'm your host, Kate Archer Kent. This podcast was produced by Colleen Leahy and Brad Kohlberg. Carl Christensen wrote our music. Our executive producer is Molly Stentz. Do you like this episode? Let us know. We're at kids at WPR.org. You can find more episodes at WPR.org slash kids and wherever you get your podcasts. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.